Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 55 of Video Game Realness, serving up your weekly dose of gaming chit-chat among friends. I'm your host, Delvin, and this week we have James. Hello. And Michael. Yay. And we're coming to you from the interwebs this week, because we some busy bitches. Hi, Realness. This is our first Skype episode. Guys, so many firsts. I know. We, uh... We don't normally do our podcast over Skype. We are normally in my dining room on our my table and recording the podcast. Um, but this week, yeah, we're around and busy. And Cameron can't be here this week because he's super busy, so he can't make it. Um, he away? Yeah, he's away this weekend. Cute. He's a busy working girl. <laughs> <laughs> So this week, um, we definitely we didn't do an, uh, an episode last week. Last week, we did a Let's Play where we were playing X-Men Legends. Um, and if you haven't seen it yet, definitely go to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash realness and check it out um, because it was a lot of fun and some crazy antics ensued. And you need to go over to the YouTube channel, oops, sorry, to check it out. So, uh, but this week, we definitely had to do a podcast because, OMG, there was, like, a plethora of news. It was just news everywhere. It was, like, shitting the bed, just diary everywhere. News, news, news. And, mm-hmm. like, good lord. And we're going to go over, like, the big stuff that happened um, and... We're not going to touch on everything because there literally was just too much news over the past week that happened. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to start things off with a now playing to find out what games we've been playing for the past couple weeks. So I'm going to start with you, James. Um, I haven't had an opportunity to play a lot of games lately because I've been busy. I haven't even really signed on to Final Fantasy 14 in like two weeks. So. Um, yeah, I know. I know. No, it's just been, yeah, it's just been busy. So I've been playing, um, uh, what is it called? I've been playing Phoenix Wright 5, Dual Destiny. Is it Dual Destinies? That is correct. Uh, I've been playing it like five minutes at a time. <laughs> so I get through like eight conversation boxes and then I have to close it. Um, so that's been going slowly. And the other game I've been playing is a mobile game called Yummy Mania. Oh, God. Mm, <laughs> yummy girl. <laughs> <laughs> yummy tummy. Who, uh, which is just like, um, it's just Candy Crush Kingdom, but another way of doing it. It's, I, I'm having a really basic gaming experience right now, guys. That's okay. We get busy and it's okay. As long yeah. as you're not playing Candy Crush, actual Candy Crush. No, no, I'm playing like Candy Crush Evolved. The clone. Yeah. 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 No, it's, I think it's by the same company. It's just like one of their <gasps> games. Oh, no. No, James. Not King. Don't no, you can't support King. King. Why? What's wrong with King? They're terrible. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's not King. I don't know. Who, who made Yummy Mania? Text us. At, no. Uh, <laughs> text us at 6472. We've got a poll going. <laughs> who made Yummy Mania? Um, text but, A to... <laughs> <laughs> press 1 for Carrie Underwood. Um, but, you know, I'm excited to get back to Final Fantasy. Hopefully I can do that this week. And then I am excited for um, 
I guess we'll talk about it, but just like Hyrule Warriors and other games coming out soon. So I'm kind of on like a break from everything, including games right now. Just need to take it easy a little bit. <laughs> G-T-I-E. After that Mario Kart Double Dash, I just need to <laughs> reevaluate like, your life down, choices. Put a cold towel on my forehead. <laughs> Put some cucumbers on my eyes. Hot water bottle. Get a facial. Yeah, just take it easy for a bit from video games. Ah, yeah. So dramatic, girl. So extra. Oh, goodness. What about you, Michael? Um, Okay, so I beat Miles Edgeworth 2 yesterday, um, which was Saturday. And, uh, because Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright came out on Friday and, uh, I still have like a case and a half of Miles Edgeworth to go. And I was like, well, if I don't beat this now, I'm never going to beat it. So I basically spent all day Friday and all day Saturday finishing it off and holy fuck, it's a long game, but it's really good. Um, so, yeah, Edgeworth 2, I still can't get over the fan translation, just how amazing it was. Like, the grammar, I never saw one issue there. I saw more grammatical mistakes in Phoenix Wright 5 than I did in the fan translation of Miles Edgeworth 2. Wow. So, yeah, that's fun. Uh, but, no, it was really good. And then I started Professor Layton, um, which for some reason, I always, whenever I'm trying to type the word professor, I always add a Y. So now I've just started referring to it as Professori Layton. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Professorial. Yeah, so Professori Layton versus Phoenix Wright. I- I'm only like an hour and 45 minutes into it, um, but it is a lot of fun. Although I've got a couple things to mainly say. So, okay, it feels like Professor Layton is, like, the base for the game. Like, the menus and the way that you go through stuff is, like, Professor Layton-y, even in the Phoenix Wright portions. Right. So, like, you know how in a Phoenix Wright game, if you press the start button, you can save automatically and that little menu comes up? hmm Well, now, in the Phoenix Wright portion, you can save almost all the time, except for when the menu button isn't there and if you press start, it doesn't take you right to the save thing. And I know it's, like, such a minor, minor thing, but as somebody who has spent the last year playing every Phoenix Wright game, having these menu changes is, like, really getting to me. Throwing you off. Yeah, just a touch. But, um, no, it's really good. Um, and it's really fun having the opportunity to switch between the latent portions and the Phoenix Wright portions um, because it keeps everything fresh for me, in my opinion. Um, but this was clearly made before Phoenix Wright 5, uh, dual destinies because there are just certain things that they have like improved on in Phoenix Wright Five. The three D in this though is really really awesome. But, oh, wait, who developed this game? Uh, Level Five and Capcom. I think they developed the most of the game separately from each other. Like Level Five, who is the developer of Pref- Professor Layton, Professori Layton, did uh, like their chunk, and then. Uh, Capcom did the Phoenix Wright chunk, and then there was probably a small team that just got it all together. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. It both portions feel exactly like the uh, separate game franchises, which is really cool. But so when you're ahead. when you're playing it, like, yeah. does it follow a storyline where it starts off as your Professor Layton and then yeah, it starts like, off as Professor Layton and then it gets to this point and then there's like so I think it was like an hour and twenty minutes I started off as Professor Layton 
And then, um, sorry, I'm just going to cough for a second. <coughs> um, and then after you're done that Professor Layton portion, like the Layton icon comes up like appropriately. And so it's like to be continued. So you know that that's it for that Layton portion. And then a Phoenix portion starts up. So the Layton stuff um, is like all of the investigation and obviously Layton puzzles. But the Phoenix stuff, it seems like will only be in the courtroom. Like you won't even be doing crime scene investigation. Okay, so um, like if you've never played a Professor Layton game, yeah, um, could you, you play this you, one? Uh, yeah, 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 totally. Because I mean, it's so not based in like the real world. Like you, they're expecting you to believe that like the art style of Professor Layton somehow people can look that like that in the world that Phoenix Wright takes place in. Like the character animations are like totally different. Okay. So yeah, it's like it's it's not canon to either series at all because like the game starts off in London, England where like Phoenix is in London and so is professor Layton and clearly they don't take place in the same universe regularly. Right. So yeah, I I think it's meant for anybody to really um, pick up and and play and enjoy. Um, But the one other thing I did have to say is that uh, this is clearly the British version, like the British localization of the game. Uh Um, which makes me wonder why it took them until August to release it here, despite the fact that it came out in March in Europe. Because the reason I know it's the British version is because, like, realized is with an S, and they keep referring to uh, flashlights as torches. Yeah. Like, it's, it's very clear that they did not do anything different from the European one. Um, oh, and then, like, Your Honor, like, when they talk to, like, the judge or whatever, Honor has a U, which is nice for us Canadians, but, like... Yeah, you can tell clearly us... Clearly, it's the European one, and I just don't get why it took an extra six months to come out here. Well, this is the same thing they did with Last Story for Wii. It was out in Europe however long ago, and then it never came to the U.S. until much later, because they had to translate it, but then... What are you translating from the Europe version? We speak the same language. So why don't you just release it at the same time? That's I didn't get that. Yeah. But I mean, no, it's 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 fun so far. I'm just so excited to keep going. And I haven't played a Professor Layton game in a couple of years, but starting this off and the way the 3D looks in it and, and they've the last Layton game I played was part of the fourth one, which is Last Spectre, which was a DS game. And um, they've made improvements on, like, the way you move around and telling you kind of where puzzles are. And the 3D for the characters looks really great. So, I mean, I I really um, enjoyed it. It makes me want to pick up the other Professor Layton games, except for the fact that they're, like, $45 each in Canada. So, Gross. I know. I'm I'm missing out on two Layton games. I think there's been two. There was like Azran Legacy and Miracle Mask for 3DS, and then besides that, I have the other four. So okay, yeah. But no, it's it's lots of fun. Um, if you're interested at all in either of these series, you could totally pick this up and uh, and get into it. Yeah, I'm gonna pick it up. I just not yet. I'm well for me. I was playing. Um, Azure Striker Gunvolt, uh, that was my game that I picked up on Friday, and I've been playing through that over the weekend, and, uh, well, only yesterday mostly, um, mm-hmm. but the game is super fun. Um, it If you are a Mega Man fan, if you are a, especially of the X-Series, 
Um, definitely get this game. Okay, it, it is, I loved Mega Man X. Like that for me was like times with my brothers playing Mega Man X. So like, cause when I saw the trailer for this before, it looked like there was like ship gun battle like, like, but is it more of like a Mega Man platformer? Yeah. Like it's, it's platforming. There's, uh, you know, there's some puzzle elements and like, I've only completed two levels. So, um, there's some puzzle elements in the levels, but like, it's mostly platforming. You get, um, upgrades for your guns, through the um, bosses you defeat. And then every time you complete a mission, um, everything is kind of skill-based, so um, you can replay missions over and over again um, to get different rankings. And then the higher the ranking you get, you get different parts that you Mm -hmm. collect. And then you collect parts, and you you take it into the shop where you can upgrade your weapons and your guns and body parts and stuff like that. So it so, does have that very uh, similar feel. It's more kind of like a Mega Man ZX game, kind of okay. in the in the. I mean, Z, ZX was kind of more an open game where you would play through the entire an entire kind of world, mm-hmm. um, kind of I guess more like Metroid. Um, but this one has like s- specific worlds that you go into. Okay, um, so is it is it more like? Because okay, when I think of Mega Man X, like you've got like the the like stage or like boss select yep. screen. Is there that in this? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm so getting this game. Yeah, but then you also you level up, um, and then you have like an HP and you gain experience and things like that. So it's a very very cool game. It was really funny too when I was playing through it because um, the way the way the game works is you have a gun and you tag things with your gun. So as you tag things, then you basically he uh, Azure is a electric weapon person type thing, and basically emits electricity. So when you tag something, you charge your electricity into whatever you tag. You can tag things more than once, so you could charge more electricity into it. So I didn't realize that that's how it worked. <laughs> So you can basically tag thing like tag multiple things on the screen and then shoot electricity and you'll like kill multiple things at once. And in some cases you may have to do that for certain things in the game. Um, but I didn't figure that out until like after playing for a good like hour and a half that that's what you were supposed to do because I got to this puzzle and didn't realize that I was supposed to like hit the things at the same time and I didn't know how to do that. So it was really funny. But anyway, the game is really great. If you are a Mega Man fan, you have to check this out because it is amazing. Cool. I'm just so glad to see that this series is kind of getting, like, the treatment Mega Man deserved. Well, yeah, since Capcom is yeah, like, no, MIA with, yeah, in, yeah. in regards to Mega Man. So good for, uh, you know, in, the Integrates that are making yeah. this yep. game. And then... I, I, I'm excited to see where Mighty Number no. Nine goes. If it just given the style of this game, um, I think it's going to be really great. No, I know. Um, the the other thing I've been doing so much of this week, um, I've been crocheting for like six hours a night. <laughs> 
You're such an old lady. (laughs) I know. But like when I say six hours a night, I mean like I start at 7 p.m. and I stay up till 2 a.m. every night crocheting and watching TV. (laughs) And then I'm just like, I'm like, oh, my God, it's 2 a.m. What the fuck? Like it always shocks me. But I've been working on some really cool stuff. It's very nice. So that is too funny. That is also part of your now playing. I've yeah, been crocheting. Exactly. I've been crocheting. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to go over release dates and the first portion of the news extravaganza that happened over the past week. Be right back! And welcome back. Hello. How was your break? Was your break fabulous? Yeah, I'm eating. I'm eating. (laughs) B to to seven six four two. (laughs) I'm eating a really, really, really cold junior chicken, and it's like so unappetizing. But I paid for it, so I'm forcing myself to eat it. Oh, girl. You need to pick it up. I know, right? <laughs> oh, goodness. So, um, with September upon us, it is begins the wave of releases uh, that are going to be hitting us from now until uh, December. So, uh, just touching on the uh, major releases that are on the horizon for this month. Uh, so, the first one that is coming up is going to be Warriors Orochi 3 Ultimate Edition. Uh, so this is the same game that was out on Wii U. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> but is Didn't now... Was that a Wii U launch title? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so, so the Warriors Orochi 3 game was originally a PS3 Xbox game. Then they made um, they made it for Wii U and, and jazzed it up a bit, and now they're adding more stuff, probably just more people and more things to it. So it's the Ultimate Edition, and that one's coming out for PS3, PS4, 360, and Xbox One, and that's coming out September 2nd. So, in a couple days. Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm guessing this is the this is the answer to you don't get Hyrule Warriors, so you can have this instead. (laughs) Pretty I would much. love if it was literally everything of Hyrule Warriors, but they're like, this is Lunk and Zolda. Oh my god. <laughs> that wouldn't cause a lawsuit at Here's all. Oompa. Oh my god. <laughs> so, of course, the big release for September being Destiny, which is coming out September 9th. 
um, which is, whoops, hold on, oh my god, I, I'm trying to look at the calendar. The following Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for this game to come out so that we can stop talking about it. <laughs> oh, you think we're going to stop talking about it, but we're not. Oh, yeah, actually, let's wait, okay, because on our episode following September 9th, we're going to be talking about how there were server issues and all of these people couldn't get online and things were crashing. People were mad, blah, blah, people blah. Were to download the day one update couldn't because servers were overloaded or it was taking them six hours or like basically like, yeah, that I think we, we already know our episode in like yeah. two weeks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I forgot this game was coming out this like now. <laughs> it's just one of those things I perpetually think is in the distance. It's like, oh yeah, it's gonna come out eventually. It's gonna go into like Omega testing. Mm, too funny. Um, other big release that is NHL 15, um, which is also coming out September 9th. So major bro fest on September 9th. Get your Destiny, get your NHL 15 for PS3, PS4, 360, and Xbox One, and go home and fap and have a Glorious time. Amazing. I'm so excited. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I need to go home and beat off. Like, it's just like, oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> this is what the straight oh. boys do, okay? God. Just oh. just relaying the information to all the gays. <laughs> I love happening. how the following week is like the opposite of the week before. Yeah. So the following week is... Theater Rhythm, Final Fantasy, Curtain Call, uh, which is 3DS. and that yeah, one that's is like music game. Yes. That one's September 16th. And then also on September 16th for 3DS, Cooking Mama 5. Bon appetit, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and there's bitches in the title. Yeah, <laughs> no. Oh my, oh my god, bon appetit. I added the bitches, but it's called Bon appetit, but... My I mean, is like, I mean, really, it's more fun if it was called Bon Appetit, bitches. <laughs> totally, I would, I would, I would buy that game. Um. So, and then after that, uh, is Dis- Dis- Disney Infinity 2.0 coming out September 23rd? Um, that is for PS4, Xbox One, PS3, Wii U, 3. It's coming out for everything, basically. Absolutely everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then FIFA 15 coming out for uh, on September 23rd. Coming out for everything except Wii U. Coming out for Wii. I know. Uh, that's Wii, fun. 3DS, PC, PS3, 360, PS4, Xbox One, not coming to Wii U. Well, actually, technically, the Wii U plays Wii games. N- you know, no. Mm-mm. This that's is probably, That's probably their rationale, though. Like, that is totally their reason. They're like, well, you can play it on your Wii U. No, mm-mm. This is... Because they're like, we want to reach the biggest install base. So if you have a Wii U, you can play it there. And if you have a Wii, you can play it there. No, this is just EA shape. Plain Absolutely. and simple. Plain and simple. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, other big release coming out... Well, not that big of a release, but big to get a video game realness is Gauntlet, which is coming out September 23rd, and that's going to be for PC. Of course, Gauntlet being the game that we so predicted and called that was going to have a revival. Hello! We're totally psychic. Not really. <laughs> but uh, Gauntlet in the, in the, is the, you know, in the vein of, like, Gauntlet Dark Legacy and all the original Gauntlet arcade games with, you know, Valkyrie and whatever. 
Um, so that's September 23rd. And then, of course, the big release for the Wii U is Hyrule Warriors. That one's coming out September 26th. Yay! Yes! I'm excited for this, and I was glad... Um, I know we'll probably touch on this, but I was glad to hear that the, the pre-order costumes... Um, are like you will be able to purchase them later because obviously nobody's going to pre-order three separate copies of this game. Yeah, yeah, so, that's, that's just stupid. That was nice to hear because you know how a lot of times when there are those pre-order bonuses where it's like if you pre-order at Best Buy, you get this and Amazon this and GameStop this. Hmm. A lot of time, the stuff that you do get from the pre-order bonuses, they don't release to like, especially if it's, like, costume stuff, they don't ever actually release that for purchase. Yeah, they usually, it's part of their promotion or their agreement with whatever company. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm just glad that they're like, yes, you can get all of these. Because you know what? I want Twilight Princess Zelda, but I want, like, Skyward Sword Link, you know? Yeah, nobody wants Skyward Sword Zelda. Sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> well it's uh, true no I agree I just find it funny <laughs> like no one wants basic 90 Zelda yeah I don't know I kind of like basic 90 Zelda well you're one of the few <laughs> I may be the only one yeah you just might be well that is it for like the big releases of uh, September there are some other smaller releases some like fighting games and uh, indie games that are coming out but we're just touching on the big stuff because we got to keep it moving. And with keeping it moving, we're moving on to the news. And one of the big announcements of last the past week was that GamerX3 is going to return. Um, as we know, last when they were talking about GamerX2, they were saying that, you know, they weren't sure this was going to be an annual thing anymore, um, that it was going to live on, but they didn't know if it was going to happen again next year. Maybe it might happen the year after because it was a lot of financial issues, and then there was problems with um, corporate sponsors backing out after it was done, and then this, and then that, and so much stuff has happened around GamerX. Um, but luckily, with the drama that happened with that corporate sponsor backing out, a lot of other corporations then sponsored afterwards to say that they did want to be a part of it, so it did get a lot of recognition, and then that other company that backed out and did end up paying the bill, essentially. Um, so GamerX3 is returning. It's going to be called GX3 Everyone Games. Um, so they're removing the emphasis on it being a gay convention, because I guess a lot of people, well, not a lot, but some people had, didn't like that it being attached to just gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it is a conference that is open to everyone and whether you're gay, lesbian, bi, transgendered, or even straight. It doesn't matter. It is open for everyone, so that's why they're changing the name to okay. Everyone Games. I, I like that, obviously, it is like an open con to everyone and whatnot, and that's great, but at the same time, I'm like, I still want to see a good focus on like a gay games like kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I, I think that... I think it totally will. It'll always be known as Gamer X and whatnot. Yeah. So I, I think that that is great. But, you know. I think they just wanted to remove the emphasis on gay in the title. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that, GX3, like, it still stands yeah. for Gamer X3, right? Yeah. No, but I they're know. just calling it GX3 Everyone Games. And then that way it 
I don't know, it's just being more inclusive to everyone. I, th- I think it will always have that initial emphasis and focus on gays and gaming and the support around that. But of course, it, it, it is open to everyone. So that's great that it's going to be happening again. They are still going to be keeping it in the um, San Francisco area. So... Uh, I guess a lot of people were suggesting that they move it out of the San Francisco area because of how expensive it is, but they are wanting to keep it there. So if you're looking forward to going to Gamer X3, get ready to be in San Francisco. So anyways, moving on. Um, Final Fantasy Type-0, which was a game that came out (laughs) in Japan only. Why are you laughing already? Uh, Because they've been talking about this game. This game has been like... Part it's of like three Fabula, it's it's been part of Fabula Novella Crystallis. Right? Really? Yes, yes. This is this is part of it's this part is of Agato. thirteen. Yeah, this is Agato. Oh this my! Was announced like eight years ago. Yeah. yeah, this is like a PSP game. Yeah. So this game is now. It was coming... going to be like a PSP Go launch title. <laughs> oh Jesus! That's why I'm laughing because <laughs> this game is like. Oh my god, it just it, it's it's it like won't it's go like, away. No, it, it won't go away. To, I think it was supposed to originally launch like just after original Final Fantasy 13. Yeah. Oh my god. Jesus. Yeah. So there's that. Well, anyway, this game originally only came out in Japan and now is going to be coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One next year. So it's getting a whole full revamp. Obviously, if it was a PSP game, it's getting a full revamp to run on PS4 and Xbox One. And it was a more fast-paced, action-based uh, Final Fantasy game. Uh, I don't know much else about it, but that one is going to be making it. And it's released sometime next year. They announced that this past week. Um, also, uh, for developer announcements, uh, the Castlevania producer, Dave Cox, is leaving Konami after 17 years. So, as we know, Castlevania has really... I would say kind of lost its way. It's had trouble. Yeah. It's kind of lost its way in terms of what people know Castlevania to be. Let us never forget Castlevania Judgment. Didn't they make a sequel to that? No, 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 no. You're thinking of Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Castlevania Judgment was like the the fighting game. Oh, yeah. Where like Simon Belmont was like in that really horrid outfit and he was like six pack abs and like yeah just, i i like ugh, thinking of it makes me want to get it was it. a wii game right yes it was oh yeah yeah, yeah. anyways so uh, castlevania is just really kind of lost its way and i yeah. konami does, i think is in a situation like with Mega Man where they don't really know what to do with um castlevania they've had some releases that have been kind of miss for uh, for the system, so it's, it's interesting to see, you know, what will happen now with the series, with the, you know, main producer, you know, piecing out. So it's unfortunate to see, um, but, you know, uh, there's been a lot of, you know, main people who are part of big franchises like the Mass Effect um, guy, I can't remember his name now. Casey Hudson? Yes, he, he left. Um, you know, in the past, there's been, you know, the people like Ghostcrawler leaving uh, World of Warcraft. You know, it's kind of interesting or weird 
really why all these people who have been with these franchises for as long as they have are leaving. Is it because they just really want to do something different? And I think that's probably it. I think, like, you know, if you're working on the same series for 17 years, you look at how it's evolved and it's changed, and I, I think part of it, yeah, is probably you know, Castlevania has evolved in, like, probably a different way than they saw it mm-hmm. going. But at the same time, I think everybody sometimes just wants a bit of a change or maybe some time off or, or whatnot, you know? Yeah. Just to explore. Like, I think I think people do best when they're kind of trying new things and then they get they get settled and they get comfortable, and that's great. But then if you want to really do something great again, like switching it up a little is I think always good. Yeah. Maybe that's all it is, but it's just interesting that you're hearing about it a lot more. So maybe something great will come out of all these developers leaving and, you know, maybe they'll start some new IPs and start new projects that will reinvigorate gaming industry. um, So it doesn't become too stagnant. So, you know, hopefully it's a good thing and not a bad thing that they're leaving. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, so Saints Row 4, too bad that Cameron isn't here to, you know, <laughs> revel in this news. Um, Saints Row 4 is coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and it's going to have all the DLC content, uh, that was released for it. It's going to come out on January the 27th for twenty nine ninety nine, which is kind of amazing what you think yeah, about great, it. <laughs> great way to do that, seriously. Great value. Yeah, because, I mean, the game originally when it came out was forty nine ninety nine, and you had to buy all the DLC. Now you're getting the whole shebang for 30 bucks. But, there's, of course, there's another but with that. There's going to be an expansion coming out for the game um, called Get Out of Hell, and it's launching on the same day as the PS4 and Xbox One version, and that expansion is $20. So, really, if you were going to buy both of them, you're right back up to your $50 price tag. So... I mean, it's up to you on how you want to look at it. I think it's still a great value. I mean, you're getting oh, all yeah, that. And nobody's then, forcing you to get the new expansion, right? Like, you can just play the game first and then later decide if you want to get the expansion. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you have your choices, and that's great. Um, so, um, did anybody know that Capcom was working on a free-to-play online RPG? No. I think I remember someone talking about that or i uh, hearing them talk about it i don't remember this at all and when i saw the news story about the games called deep down and the beta was delayed until 2015 apparently this was supposed to be the beta was supposed to be a launch uh with the release of the japan ps4 launch mm-hmm. so that's when this beta was supposed to come out now it's been pushed to 2015 i didn't even know this game was happening <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I was trying to find more information on it and stuff, and I, I was just completely at a loss because I was like, "Where? What?" <laughs> Where? To be fair, no one really knows what's coming out in Japan for the PS4 in general. <laughs> <laughs> they don't fair, even know right? themselves. Like, they don't even know. Like, no one even knows what's going on there. So, um, yeah, I'm like, not whatever. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Oh my goodness. So yeah, that's not happening till 2015. I just thought it was interesting to mention because I, I like yeah, how they aren't even like the games launching in 2015. They're like no, no, the beta. The beta. So, so yeah, so God knows when this game is actually coming out. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um so if you are a Xbox One buyer uh, recently, 
you know, you can buy your Xbox One for three ninety nine, and it doesn't come with the Connect. But if you decide later on that, you know, you do want to connect, well, guess what? It's going to cost you $150, girl. So. That's insane. That is redonkulous. That's that's almost a 3DS. Yeah. Yeah. How is the PlayStation camera $59? Yeah. And this is $150. If if before they were selling it where it was a $100 difference, like, I know they were selling at a loss before, but like. Mm -hmm. You are seriously saying, okay, nobody, never buy this, like, you well, know. Yeah, I, th- this is what nobody's I don't understand. Gonna drop, like, nobody's going to drop, like, the, the price of, like, you know, a, a PS Vita or a 3DS. <laughs> I don't really understand. Like, this, the, the Xbox Connect was supposed to be a very big thing for Xbox One. And then, you know... The price difference caused, you know, them to, quote-unquote, lose the system war race, and now PS4 is beating them. So they had to do something to kind of gain ground. So they slashed the price, took out the the Xbox One Connect, and now it's 399 It's the same price as PS4. But now your whole premise of your system, which was designed around this Connect. Developers are not going to design games for it anymore. Who the fuck's going to waste their time to develop a game based around the Kinect? And the Kinect is now going to cost $150 if someone decides to go and pick one up separately? That is ridiculous. Like, could you imagine... Okay, so you know how... Um, what is the the um, developer that is making that made Rock Band that's making that, like, Disney Fantasia Evolved mm-hmm. game, right? Like, that's a Kinect-based game. So yeah. basically, their audience is original Xbox One owners and anybody crazy enough to spend $150 to spend another $70 on their game. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, Maybe I they'll... Know, like, uh... Maybe they'll camouflage it, put camouflage patterns on it, and sell it as a Call of Duty bundle. Mm, well, I mean, that would be that, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Call of Duty Connect. Yeah, well, camouflaged. I don't know if that's the reasoning behind them saying it's $150 to encourage you to go and buy the bundle that's $4.99. I don't think they still make that one, do they? Well, they have the I Call thought- of Duty one. With a Connect? The Call of Duty one has the... I'm pretty sure it has the Kinect. Oh, see, I just thought that it was an Xbox One with the game and a controller and, like, an extra controller or something. I'm pretty sure it comes with the Kinect. I could be wrong. Oh, okay. Never mind. I don't know. A lot of people are willing to spend money on this sort of smart home stuff, and I guess Xbox Kinect is kind of like a smart home thing because you get to be like, Oh, Xbox, download all the pornography so my wife doesn't find it. I don't know. And... (laughs) (laughs) or or you can also like talk to your tv you can be like i'm bored and i want to watch something sassy and it'll be like changing to real housewives whatever (laughs) some people like the smart home stuff and you know they'll pay the 150 for it i guess and and, (sighs) you know for those people who are willing to spend that type of cash 150 is like nothing for i just smart home equipment but (laughs) use but you're still limiting your audience to who is available to use your your product now? 
Yeah, it's probably less so of like a gaming thing now as it is sort of what, you know, a luxury, you know, like, like smart watches and, you know, fitness bands like those aren't cheap. Those are, you know, about 100 bucks a pop, 250 a pop when we talk smart watches. It's sort of it's more of sort of that uh, really technology focused consumer, maybe who would be willing to invest in something like Connect because they're saying about how Connect you can now hook up to, I think, Windows 8.1 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can do cool stuff with Windows on your PC, like you can swipe your your PC or whatever. <laughs> you can swipe between your porn collections. Something like that. So I think I think that's where they're just going. They're like, this is an add-on for all our Microsoft products, whether it's the Xbox One or it's the or Windows or whatever other busted thing they're gonna come up with in the next year and a half. And that's what they're just gonna sell it for. I think it so you might end up seeing it in the gaming section, but also in like where they keep those LED light bulbs you can control with your phone. Like I think it's just sort of a a larger market, so they feel like at a 150, they'll still sell enough to make it worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's what I. They'll be like, now you can put a connect over top of your microwave, and you can <laughs> talk to your microwave. Like Jesus Christ. And to be fair, it is significantly more uh, sophisticated technology than the PlayStation I. Like it, it really is. It okay. is, yeah. It can sense. There's like infrared built in, and and it can really identify the entire shape of the body there it is more sophisticated so i can see why it, it, they they could charge they have to rather charge more than the playstation i yeah but at the same time it's still just i, I don't know it's kind of sad well it is sad to try to make it happen and then it didn't happen well i just you know the overall when you think of how they had this great vision for xbox one and you know like when they came up with this idea and they were sitting in the conference rooms and the and the multiple meetings, they were like, guys, this is it. This is the thing. We're going to, like, win the console war. We're going to have television. Madden. People are going to love this. They're going to fucking eat it up. And then they launched it, and then everyone was just like, no. I think the other thing, too, is the, is – to the average consumer, they're not going to know the difference between the Kinect and the PlayStation Eye or camera or whatever. And it's going to be another thing of somebody will look at it and say, okay, so an Xbox and a PlayStation might be the same price, but now if I want to get this camera thing, it only costs me $60 on PS4 or 150 on Xbox. Yeah, And it's like, it's another divide where I, I agree with you james there are huge differences in what the technology can do but to the average person they're just going to look at it and go well they look like the same thing like they're the same kind of shape they both plug in they're both a camera kind of thing so yeah they're not going to they're not going to know and they're just going to look at the the difference of like 90 dollars. well again i don't think it's just for for no, no, agreed, for agreed, gamers agreed. so i mean i i yeah i don't know it, i feel like the connect I'm talking about the Kinect, not the Xbox One. I no, think that, it's sort that, of, that's what I'm saying. No, no, I mean, I think it's, I was going to say, I think it's kind of Microsoft's Wii U. Like, they thought it was a really great concept, and then it just didn't pick up as, as much as they thought, and, and in some fact needed it to in the first couple years. Like, the like the asymmetrical gameplay, it didn't pick up on, on Nintendo's side, or it wasn't enough of an added benefit for people to write crazy, awesome stories about it. Mm-hmm. And same with the Kinect. Like, no one... Except for maybe the occasional one story where it's like, you know what? Six years later, I played Dance Animals, and it's actually a great game. Like, aside yeah. from that, the Kinect hasn't really done anything. It's kind of just floated in the nether space. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It's a thing. You want it. It's $150 this October. Moving on. 
<laughs> hope it's your birthday in October, ladies. Yeah. So Dragon Age Inquisition um, announced their co-op campaign uh, for the game and, and announced that it's going to be a separate campaign from the main storyline and that players are going to participate in like random generated mini dungeons with four people. You're kind of, I guess, I didn't see the video that that announced it, but I'm guessing it's something too akin to like Diablo where it's kind of like a dungeon crawler and there's loot and things like that. But I think it's a bit more in depth than just, you know, standard Diablo. But that is that was announced, and if you want to see the video where they talk about it in more detail, that was an exclusive to IGN, um, so they have it up on their website where you can go and get more details about the Dragon Age Inquisition co-op campaign. That sounds fun. I know Cameron was, like, shitting his pants. Yeah. Like, <laughs> basically, okay, if you want to know what our streaming schedule will be like in, like, November, it'll probably be some Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. It'll probably be Cameron playing Dragon Age, and that's it. Are yeah. we going to get it for PC, guys, so we can all play? I you're going to get it. I don't have a PC, so I'll be getting it on PS4. Wah, wah. But didn't they say that, like, you can play between, like, all of this stuff? I don't... Well, you definitely won't be able to cross-play with Xbox. Maybe between PC and PS4. <laughs> yeah. but I'd believe that. I'd like that. But I, I highly doubt... That, X, well, I know Xbox wouldn't be included in that, so. Here we go. So, three days ago, news. No cross-platform or split-screen play for multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, or there's that. <laughs> oh, so goodness. Basic. So then, no, I won't be playing it with you guys. <laughs> Unless you all want to buy a PS4. Uh, I'm good. Sorry. But, yeah. Sorry about it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not going to be a Mac game, and I'm not going to buy a PC to play the one game, so... Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. Um. So, PSN and many other online services and games were hit by DDoS attacks over the, the last weekend. Um, basically, people are bored, and, you know... People just don't have anything better to do and like to be power-hungry and control and uh, decide that they want to take down large corporation servers. And this is what they do. So this is what these DDoS attacks are. It's been happening a lot more frequently. League of Legends gets attacked by DDoS attacks frequently. Um, It's like people are just... So, so you know what they should do instead? They should sit at home and crochet for six hours, okay? <laughs> That's what you should do. So the next time you want to, like, do a DDoS attack, just, like, sit at home and make a scarf or a blanket or a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> they should also stop hiring these people. Well, or if, if, that, if I understand that to still be true, it's like, then you got all these, like, nerds who are like, oh, instead of submitting actual resumes, I'm just going to hack these systems and get a job. Yeah. Yeah, that is stupid. It just I don't know if they still do that. But uh, I, I stop. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the um what the thrill is, I guess, for people who do this, but I mean I there it's gonna get to a point where they piss off the wrong person and it's going to really that it's they're gonna start to really come down on the, on them for that. Because yeah, right now there there will be legal stuff happening. Oh yeah, for show for show. There once they figure it out and find out who these people are, because I guess they're they're really good at what they do, so they're not able to be traced. But they will eventually, because one of them will crack. 
girl, I, I've been watching a lot of Law & Order Special Victims Unit, and whenever somebody's doing something with their IP address, they always find you in the end. So yeah. don't you worry. Elliot Stabler's going to bust down your door. <laughs> oh, my God. And take you in. Oh, my God. Um, so, as we all know, Twitch was um, in the in the works of, of being sold. Um, and the rumors that Google was uh, in the works of, of buying them, so they were going to, you know, be like the next YouTube partner kind of thing. And prior, uh, after that was an announcement was made, Twitch made a lot of changes to their service. You know, they shut down Justin TV. They um, made changes to their video on demand service where it would only stay for 14 days. And then they also made changes to like, the music. So, like, if you had um, audio in your, if you had third-party audio in any of your broadcasts, it would go in and mute it for 30 minutes. The software would go and track it, and then mute out the audio. So basically, you would only have video on there if you had any music playing in the background. Um, the, the major problem with that was, you know, a lot of game music was getting tracked by the software. So if you were playing uh, I don't know, Mario 3D World or whatever, and the music from that game was getting tracked. I'm just giving this as an example. I don't know if this particular game was being an example, but like the audio from the game was getting muted. So then what would, what you would be watching would be just plain video of the game happening. So anyway, a lot of people took this to mean that, oh, you know, Twitch is getting their portfolio nicely put together to sell so that, you know, they could say, oh, look, we, ha- we, we have a way of managing any third-party audio issues so there's no legal ramifications for you when you purchase us. And, you know, they were just kind of tidying things up and getting it ready for sale. And everyone thought that YouTube was going to buy them. Well, guess what? <laughs> Amazon bought them out. I'm Oops, so happy. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so happy that Amazon bought them though, because you know, okay, to me, I was not a fan of Google owning yet another thing because at that point they can make all the rules themselves and they can take away certain kind of creative freedoms and, and whatnot that, that people were experiencing on Twitch. Um, and it, it takes away another competitor and it just becomes a larger conglomerate. So to me, I was really happy to hear that Amazon bought them because maybe now Twitch is going to become a rival to YouTube, not just in terms of the gaming content, but maybe they're going to start improving their way of archiving content and not just in games, in other ways. It'll still always, I think, be games first, especially with the report this week that like Twitch gets more viewers than like CNN, MSNBC, yeah. like a whole ton of other places in like primetime hours, like more than CNN and that kind of thing. Like that, that's crazy. Yeah. And that's just not like, oh, one time it did. It's like, no, no, on a nightly basis, it's beating out all of these TV channels for viewers. Yeah. So it's, is it, it's definitely interesting how much Twitch has grown, how much of an audience is there, and of course this all this all translates to ad revenue, which just makes you know companies' eyes glaze over. 
But can we all be in agreement that it is a very huge WTF that Amazon just came out of nowhere and was like, no, we're going to buy it. LOL. Bye. Yeah. As long as they don't make me buy their stupid fire phone in order to watch this, I think I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. And I I don't think it's like that crazy because I think that like it makes sense for Amazon to purchase this. And I think they're a big rival to Google and, and Amazon has this whole web services division that like not a lot of people remember exists. So, well, not only that too, we know that um, they are trying to really break into the gaming industry. You know, mm-hmm. they have their what console. Was the, the, yeah. That, what is it called? Like the fire TV plus. Whatever. Yeah. And they have like Amazon instant video and they're doing this. They're doing like a Netflix thing too. Right. And so, they brought out, um, they bought the Wall Street Journal. I know that much, but or maybe that was the owner of Amazon bought the Wall Street. No, not the Wall Street Journal. The Washington Post. Oops. Oh no, yeah. I no, no no. They bought out that developer that was making Killer Instinct. I can't remember. Uh, uh, oh Double yeah, Helix. Double Helix. Which you know, it's just all these random things that Amazon's doing. It's you know, like they're really, really trying to break into the gaming industry, and and I'm okay with it as long as they're not gonna you know fuck things up. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was wondering whether or not Yahoo put a bid in. Well, I'm sure a lot of companies did. That would have worked for Yahoo. They both have purple logos. Yeah. Yeah, that would have worked. Um, that, yeah. was, that was it. Not anything to do with the business side. Like, oh, your logo's purple? Our logo's purple. Great. Let's make it work. <laughs> let's let's pay a billion dollars for purple logos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's own all the purple logo companies. That's pretty good. Oh pretty my god, good. that would be us! <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, boy. Oh my goodness. But yeah, so Twitch has been bought out by Amazon for $970 million. Um, almost a billion dollars. And uh, yeah, that's been signed, sealed, delivered. It's theirs. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, I, I'm excited for this. I think it'll. I think it'll be better than if... Google bought it. Yeah, because Google I mean, would have turned it into sign in with your Google account. Yeah. Oh, you can only now post on Twitch chat with only your full name, not yeah. your like username and blah blah blah. And, and, oh. and not just that, but you'd also have it where they would probably be like YouTube, like Twitch, now a part of YouTube. Like it would probably just get sucked into. Oh YouTube. yeah, totally. You Eventually, you, what would happen is. They would keep Twitch active for like a year or two, and then eventually they would just be like, "Okay, all you YouTubers, well now you broadcast, or sorry, all you you Twitch broadcasters, well now you just broadcast on YouTube." And then in five years they would shut down Twitch TV, guaranteed. Yeah, they would just have a slow transition to just make you transition over to YouTube, and that would be it, done. And you would not have Twitch anymore. I guarantee you that's what would have happened if Google took it over. Yeah, see, I'm just so glad that this happened because now it's a chance for competition, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like this is going to make both YouTube and Twitch better because they'll get to compete with each other. Yeah, so let's hope that it, we see some good things from this. Anyways, uh, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, more news extravaganza, all from Nintendo because Nintendo had, like, a yeah, a shitstorm of news. <laughs> So Nintendo took a laxative and all the news came out. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Anyways, we'll be right back.
everyone, and welcome back. Woo! So, <laughs> Nintendo had a lot of news that they re- went over and announced over the course of the week. And it's just kind of mind-boggling how much stuff they just kind of flopped out there. And we still have more information, I think, that we're going to be hearing from them because we didn't hear everything about Smash Brothers that we should have, in my opinion. Like, we don't still know when the Wii U version is coming out. We still don't know know what's special about the Wii U version. Like, so there's going to be another Direct, and they're going to shit the bed again, and just... <laughs> they're just going to... Oh, God. They're going to poop out more information. But anyway, let's, let's, let's start from the beginning. Um, and uh, the first bit of tidbit that came out was the Tekken-style fighter game that's coming to arcades in 2015, um, made by Bandai Namco, and it's featuring Pokemon. Um, it's not going to have any Tekken fighters, but it's, it's basically going to... tournament. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a Pokemon fighting game with the. There was a demo shown of Lucario and Machamp, or yeah, yeah Machamp. Yeah, it was Machamp mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fighting each other, and it looked amazing. I cannot wait for this game to come out eventually. I'm going to assume that this would come out to um, Wii U. I can't imagine such a partnership happening where they're like, okay, you can put this in arcade, but uh, you don't have to release it on our console. It's okay. Agreed. Yeah. I just think they didn't well, want to, they didn't want to stick. They didn't want to say that it's coming out until after smash Bros. has come out. Exactly. Right. Um, so this the one thing, probably don't know when it'll come. Yeah, out, exactly. Honestly. Yeah. The one thing for me though, that I want to know about um, this game is Okay, obviously, it's not going to be like with seven hundred and ninety-one oh, God, no. characters. No. But, like, but like, is it only going to be fighting Pokemon? Because I'm getting a little tired of Lucario. Like, I want to be like Deonce or Deonce or whatever her name is, or 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 uh, Aromatisse. Like, she's showing some light, girl. <laughs> well, I think they're going to probably only have certain types of Pokemon that fit, like. Some Pokemon are not going to fit, like Flabebe, probably not going to be that great of a fighter, or maybe she will, who knows? I feel like Flabebe <laughs> would be good. I like, don't think any of the birds will be in it. Like, yeah, birds, not going to be in it. will be in it. Halucha for sure, right? Yeah. But I, like, I think it's going to be really regulated to probably the more human-type looking Pokemon. So like, where's, like, Jigglypuff? Like, come on. That'd be funny. But see, that's the thing, though. Like those type of Pokemon, like Pikachu and and Jigglypuff and thing, are are more suited for Smash Brothers. Uh huh. And I could see them really probably keeping this to like fighting type Pokemon. Agreed. But Pikachu will be in it, even if it's not like meant to like be a character. They'll still have to put. Pikachu. You know what? I think they might put Raichu in this as mm-hmm. opposed to Pikachu. I really think they might try to keep it separate. I think they would probably. You know, leave Pikachu to like being a Smash Brothers character, and then keep this one as a more—I don't want to say like mature version, but like the more—it's mm-hmm. going to be like more like competitive fighter. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, uh, Mewtwo will definitely be in it. Yes, Mewtwo would definitely be in this, and that might be another reason why he might not make a reappearance back in Smash Brothers. Agreed. So I wonder if like a Pokemon trainer is going to be in this, and then the Pokemon just like are like, "You put me in a ball, bitch," <laughs> and just like punch him. You, That'd be fun. You never know. You never know, right? <laughs> Maybe they might put Misty and Brock in it. Who knows? <laughs> Misty. <yeah. laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Oh, Pokemon but- Basic. Okay, Tangela. I know I know that it's made by Tekken, but Tangela is totally going to be like a Dulcine kind of character. See? There's, there's many fun. options. Many options that they could work with, basically. Um, but uh, I really think this is great. This partnership um you know and what nintendo's been doing with hyrule warriors um and um just and smash brothers where they have ben Namco working on it as well it is really great because you know we all know that third-party games don't really sell as they do on other systems on nintendo consoles and that's kind of what has ca- caused a, a divide between third parties wanting to put their games on Nintendo consoles. So Nintendo coming to them and saying, okay, you know, for instance, coming to Bandai Namco and saying, okay, you are great at making fighting games. Your Tekken game doesn't sell on our console. What if we allowed you to make a game with our IPs using your prowess and knowledge in fighting games, and then you making that game, and then, you know, you being able to make a profit on our system? I think it's a great way for you know Nintendo to bring third parties on and leverage what they do well, which is their properties on their systems. It's a win-win for both because Nintendo, as we already know, is strapped in terms of development. They cannot, right now they're the sole provider of their console. No, everyone has pretty much abandoned them and they cannot produce enough games on a consistent basis to keep up with development. So they have to reach out to other people and they have to say, okay, you make this Pokemon game, you make Hyrule Warriors, you make this because they can't do everything themselves. And I think it's fantastic that this is happening. Amazing. So um, that was the first bit of news that came out. Um, and then they came out with some Mario Kart 8 news talking about DLC. Link is going to be in Mario Kart 8. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, this is like Nintendo's news this week was pretty fucking awesome. Link is going to be in Mario Kart. He has his own little car with the with the Triforce symbol on it and everything. It's so cute. See, I want to have a new item in the game and I want to be like a uh, Cuckoo or a, whatever the birds are called. Um, and then, like, you could throw one of them and it just, like, assaults the car in front of you. It'd be like a red shell, but, like, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? I think it'd be hilarious. But and, Like, instead of Link being able to get a piranha plant, he would get, like, a, a Cuckoo, a Cuckoo or whatever it is. And then, like, that would, like, launch forward and, like, try and attack people like a piranha plant does. That'd be hilarious. So they they announced that there's going to be two DLC packs coming out. Um, one's coming out November of 2014. The next one's coming out in May 2015. And the May package is going to have Animal Crossing uh, characters. So first pack coming out November 2014 is going to be $7.99. It's going to have three characters. You're going to be able. You're getting Link, 
Tanuki Mario and Cat Peach. It's going to have four new vehicles, one being the Blue Falcon from F-Zero, plus three other vehicles that we don't know of yet. It's going to have eight tr- new tracks. Eight new tracks, okay? I mean, that's two new cups. That's like, two that's new so cups. exciting. So there's going to be a Zelda-featured uh, track and a, I think it's a, I'm sorry, a Zelda-featured cup and a Yoshi cup or whatever. But, like, four different tracks in each cup. And that's all for $8. And then they're having uh, a two-in-one bundle. So if you purchase both uh, DLC packs right away, it's $12. Instead of buying them for 8 and 8 so you save $4. Um, this is, again, fantastic that Nintendo is uh, leveraging what they do well, leveraging their, their properties. And Mario Kart 8 is a game that is doing extremely well for them, and this really extends the life of that game. You know, not just keeping it to a game that sells well for release and Christmas, but this is going to give it a boost again at Christmas. This is going to... They'll probably repackage it at Christmas. You know, like, have a sticker on the box that says, like, play as Link Link. for, like, yeah. Yeah. But then there'll be, like, an asterisk on the back being, like, for $8, downloadable. I don't think they're going to re-release the disc with it in there. No, no, no. They won't do that. They'll but they're definitely... definitely going to pump it up on the box at Christmas for sure. Yeah. So uh, this is fantastic, you know. And Now, are they going to improve the fucking battle mode? Because that would be the other DLC pack I want to see. They haven't said anything about battle mode. But you know what? I, I, I don't think they're going to stop with just these two DLC packs. I think that... This is what they're offering us for now, and then I think you might we might see another DLC pack come November 2015. That'll be like, here's the battle arenas redone or whatever the case may be. I really think that you're going to see something else. Mm-hmm. So, um, in the in the second package, um, it's going to have uh, Animal Crossing. Uh, content, so you'll get to play as the villager Isabel and Dry Bra- uh, Dry Bowser, um, plus another four vehicles and eight courses, um, and then you'll also be able um, to get the eight different colored shy guys and eight different colored Yoshi's. So lots of content coming in this Mario Kart bundle. Amazing, my God! I know. Um, so then, after that, Nintendo had a Nintendo th- uh, or Smash Brothers 3DS Direct, where they um, were going over the 3DS content for Smash Brothers. I haven't even actually seen it yet. I was trying to find the link for it, but was it in Japan? It was only in Japanese. It was in mm-hmm. Japan. Okay, well, that would be why I haven't seen it. Anyways, so um, they announced Shulk uh, from Xenoblade as a new character, which Shulk! was... Shulk! Shulk! <laughs> So, okay, wrong time. <laughs> so previously, before this happened, there has been some leaks that came out um, talking about characters that were in, going to be in Smash Brothers. Um, the Duck Hunt Dog being one of them. Which, by the way, I don't know if you guys have seen this comparison made, but the Duck Hunt and the and the the bird, the dog and the the duck, have a very similar resemblance to Banjo Kazooie. Oh. Like <laughs> that's just some shade. 
Well, oh my god, do you think they're going to make a duck yes, hunt banjo kazooie yes, game? Yes, yes, yes. Oh my god, could you imagine? No, it oh my no, god. No, listen, I really think that this is kind of the <laughs> the tester to see how well uh, people gravitate to that character. And if it does well, I think we're going to see a banjo kazooie successor with the dog and the duck hunt bird. Oh my Guarantee God. you. Maybe God. Retro Studios is working on that. Could you imagine I, if they had Retro Studios make a Duck Hunt platformer? Well, that would but that would make sense because they've been working on fucking Donkey Kong forever, right? <laughs> and they're not working on Metroid. They've said that they're not working on Metroid and they're working on something. This makes sense that this might be what they're working on. That if they, they brought Duck Hunt back, God. I don't even... And they and they called it Duck Hunt, but you don't actually hunt ducks? That'd yeah. be really funny. <laughs> but I really think that this might be... If, if, if the character picks up and does well, that you might... We might see a Banjo-Kazooie successor. Like an actual proper successor, not the nuts like, and bolts. Yeah. But it would be like uh, the way Mighty Number no. Nine is like exactly a successor. Exactly, it'll be. Oh my god! Yeah, so I would buy board. that. I would buy that. Well, I, I think a lot of people would buy a Wii U if they made a true Banjo Kazooie successor, and they basically just hired everybody from Rare that yeah. left Rare over yeah. the last 12, 30 years, and they made a. They should do that. They should really go and find those people who left Rare and just make them a, a, their own development company. Yeah, like, so remember the original Banjo 3E? Why don't you just make that yeah. and call it Duck Hunt? Yeah. They could do that. I mean... I'm always never sure why they don't do stuff like that. They could. I mean, originally it was a Nintendo game, so... so you think they're going to call the dog Hunt and the, and the duck Duck? <laughs> you, well, as long as the dog is called Hunty, not Hunt. Duck Hunty. <laughs> <laughs> Duck Hunty 1, Duck Hunty 2, Return of the Shade. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, coming back to Smash Brothers. Oh my god, and the bit instead of Gruntilda, the enemy has to be called the Shade, and it'll be a big drag queen. <laughs> I would play that. I would Featuring play RuPaul. <laughs> Featuring Fifi O'Hara. Oh god. <laughs> Featuring Madame LeQueer. <laughs> Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Featuring um oh what's what's her name from season 1 Akasha. Oh my god, could you imagine? Anyways, okay. guys, Smash Brothers. Sorry. That's such a good idea. <laughs> um yeah, Shulk. Yeah. So then also they, um, what was announced, uh, this I think it was actually announced before the Direct, but you'll be able to listen to the Smash Brothers 3DS tracks on the go while it's in sleep mode. So you can put your 3DS in sleep mode and you can listen to the music from the 3DS version. Perfect. Super cute. That is, that is super cute. I'm, 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 I'm all about that. I think that's a great idea. I love Sakurai. Yeah. He is so cute. <laughs> He's so, first of all, he's so cute. And B, he just does these things that he knows people love the games. And he's just so dedicated towards that. He's so cute. I yeah. Love Agreed. Um, so then they also talked about um, that. They, they also announced that the ultimate NES remix is going to be coming to the 3DS, um, which this surprises no one. I mean, the- couldn't they call it like ultimate GBA remix or something? Well, no, because it's going to be actual NES Remix. They're just porting it onto 3DS. Oh, okay. So it's going to still be the NES games. It's not 
going to be a GBA remix. Now, mind you, that doesn't mean that they're not going to make one. I think this is going to be a test. Mm-hmm. They're going to see, okay, how well does the NES remix sell on 3DS compared to the Wii U? If it ends up being that it sells more on the 3DS, I think that this will be something that they definitely continue to pursue. Because why not? I mean, you're really only taking games that you already have created and just fucking with the code here and there, changing yeah. things around a bit, and making it into a game that sells for $15. Now, Great. there's another package of NES Remix something happening on Wii U as well. Oh, it's just a it's just a bundle pack of oh, okay. NES Remix disc, 1 yeah. and 2, and it's going to be on disc for $30. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm a little bit disappointed. Not not disappointed, but I wish. Okay, so there there used to be what that 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 game called Game Center CX or whatever mm-hmm. it was called. It was I think Atlas made it. Was it? Anyways, but it was like this this sort of mishmash of old eight bit games, and you do them in challenges, very similar to what NES Remix did. And then that kind of went under because it wasn't selling well. But it had other old school games like Capcom games and and Namco games. And I kind of wish that they had continued this sort of second party relationship and like, okay, Uh well, why don't we do NES Remix, but bring in like all the old Ninja Gaiden levels and all. Oh, my God. Could you imagine NES Remix with Ninja Gaiden stages and Mega Man stages? That's what I mean. Like, like, I wish they had done that. Like, they have the Smash Bros. But it would be so hard, though. (laughs) I know. I know. Like, like, like Pac-Man stages or bowling stages like it just yeah. would have been really cool but that's I just definitely want to see snes remix i honestly i think these are all things that are, will happen eventually <laughs> we I mean, remix like remix <laughs> but really i honestly think that these are things that will happen eventually they're just really testing the waters right now i mean they're they're seeing how well it does sales wise yeah. uh on 3ds and i really think they're gonna just go from there i mean it's not something hard to develop for them. And if it's if the development costs are significantly less than what they're making profit, they're obviously going to do it again because people yeah. want it. So they- Agreed. Now, James, do you think that when they get to GameCube Remix, you're going to lose your shit when there's a Baby Park level from <laughs> Beat Baby Park in three seconds. No, I was thinking that they would do like a, or they'd get to a Wii version where they'd be like, beat Skyward Sword in five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get stuck there. Beat the Silent Realm in under a minute. Oh my oh. god! <laughs> oh my god! If they did that, like, oh, ew, ew. Uh, no, you get one star. You're basic. No, Mm-mm. I am not on board for that. Has anyone actually played these ones? I played yeah. NES Remix one. I haven't downloaded two. Although downloaded two is supposed two to be the better one. Better, right? yeah, two is the better one. But I downloaded one for my Club Nintendo award. I wish that they offered two for the Club Nintendo reward. I was I would so have gotten cute. that one instead. It's so pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. I'm having trouble with like the Donkey Kong levels. Yeah, so like, I'm like this is too hard. I was gonna get NES Remix for my like thingy, the the Club Nintendo, but I got the like Mario and Donkey Kong March of the Minis thing or Minis on the Move or whatever it's called it's fun it's just it's basically like that's the kind of game they should be releasing on like the app store like you basically like lay down tiles and the things walk like it's it's like basically an angry birds kind of game where like each level takes you like a minute and there's like a hundred of them or whatever well well, wasn't it 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 wasn't an actual 
game release, was it? That was a like a eShop release. Yeah, it was an eShop, but that's a game, like. Yeah, but it wasn't like an actual cartridge release. I mean, no, 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 no. But I'm saying I got that as my like download. Okay. Like thing, I'm saying like that's the kind of thing they should put on like an iTunes, like iOS kind of. Oh, okay, gotcha. You know, it's like that kind of level of of whatnot. Mm-hmm. So after they announced all this, they just came out of nowhere with this new announcement for a new 3DS. Yay! And. I don't I'm I shouldn't be surprised that they're announcing a new 3DS, but I am kind of surprised at their timing in terms of mm-hmm. when they're announcing it. Because anyway, so we'll we'll get into that. So they announced a new 3DS. This new 3DS includes a thumbstick. So it's going to be like a it's kind of like a the C stick that was on the GameCube, but it's more indented in not indented, but not as teeny, raised. Teeny, tiny. Yeah, it's very tiny. It's just above the uh, the four X, Y, B, A buttons. And there's a new CPU, um, better, a better screen, so the 3D doesn't look all janky on the wrong angle. And uh, a better battery life. They move the cartridge slot from the back to the front, which I think um, is better, because I would sometimes, when playing, um, uh, uh, hit the, take the, the cartridge out by accident. My huh. friend had that happen in Pokemon so much. Like, every time she would grab it from her bag, yep. she would accidentally eject it, and she would always forget to save. She'd be like, I found a shiny Pokemon, and I fell asleep one night, and then the next morning when I woke up and I grabbed it because I forgot to save, I popped out the cartridge and bye-bye shiny Pokemon. Yep. Yeah, this totally happened to me many, many a times. Although, I don't know if it'll be any better at the bottom because you might do the same thing at the bottom. But the main reason for them probably moving it from the top was because they added extra buttons at the top. So there's now their LR and then ZL and then ZR buttons, kind of like the um, Wii U Club. Circle Pad Pro. The Circle Pad Pro or like the classic controller, like where it has those extra Z buttons at the mm-hmm. top. So they've added that. So it has more buttons now. Um, and, you- and it has NFC built in. Yeah, NFC is built in. Um, it now uses micro SD instead of a regular SD card. That's bullshit. Yeah, um, that's such bullshit. Because to me, like that is so frustrating. Because now, if like let's say you want to transfer your shit from your old 3DS to this new one. Most computers, I feel like, don't have a micro SD card reader built into them. So like you're going to have to buy an attachment so that you can transfer your shit. I think you can do it over Wi-Fi, Michael. Yeah, you can do it over Between Wi-Fi. Between the two systems. Yeah, you don't have to do it on your computer. They have a they have a a program there that does a system transfer for you. No, 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 that's to like transfer the rights, but then if you want to transfer like the actual downloads of stuff, you have to. No, I to. think you could do it now too cuz yeah, I'm no. saying you could do music and photos from your computer through Wi-Fi onto your 3DS. So I'm oh. 80% sure that's going to be in there. Yeah, okay. so you, you, it'll transfer everything for you. Um, so they're also so the the buttons uh, the X Y B A buttons have color. The systems have different colors now as well. And one of the things that I think is also a great shift that they've done is now having custom faceplates. And oh I, and my I, god! So I think oh. the reasoning behind this is so that they're not having to constantly repackage three um, DSs. They're just like, here is a faceplate. 
maybe it'll be only sold for a limited time, mm-hmm. and then you can just buy the faceplate. You don't have to you buy a new console. It's going to be the new pre-order bonus for everything. Or that, you know? Like, pre-order Zelda A Link Between Worlds, or, like, get the Link Between Worlds, like, special edition with limited edition faceplate. But I like that way better than having an an all-new 3DS XL. Totally. That is that has that on that because now I can participate in changing. You can change your 3DS every fucking week if you wanted to with the option of the faceplates. And it's better for production for them. They're not having to produce, you know, all these animal crossing 3DSs and maybe they sell, maybe they don't, you know, I'm pretty sure that Luigi 3DS that they (laughs) created maybe (laughs) probably didn't sell as much, you know, and now what do they do with it? But now if you have just the console, they can just maybe release colors, and then you can always have faceplates to change them. I it's think that's also, a lot better uh, idea. So it'll also be cool because there's going to be a lot of websites that'll like be like create your custom faceplate, yeah. upload your own design, and exactly. then like, we print it and mail it to you. Yeah. Like, so, so I can get my fucking Pokemon XL back because they're not going to remake that for sure. Yeah, so they're not I going need to. It back. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm on board for uh, some of the things that that are they're they're doing with this new 3ds. I'm I, you know I'm glad about the the addition of the thumbstick because if you had an XL and having to buy the Circle Pad Pro with that, your system was absolutely ginormous. And one of the biggest sellers on 3ds is Monster Hunter, and you cannot play that game without a, a Circle Pad Pro. I mean, you, okay, sorry, you can, but it is increasingly difficult to play the game without the Circle Pad Pro. So I think that the, that was, like, one of the biggest reasons why they, they made this change, because it was pressure from third parties, such as Capcom, to be like, you know, you really need to put this on your system and make it easier for us to make games on your system. So they were like, okay, fine. Um, Even I, their first party, though, like Kid Icarus Uprising, was pretty hard to play without uh, oh God, another yes. stick. So I, I yeah. hated that touch control for Kid Icarus. It, it made the game un, like completely unenjoyable for me. It made yeah. it not fun. I liked yeah. the flying levels, the land levels with trying to turn and stuff. Ugh, garbage. Hated it. Anyways. Yeah. What I'm not on board for is the new CPU. The new CPU is essentially the expansion pack for the N64, where some games are going to take advantage of the new CPU and some are not. So now there is a divide between what games you can play with your current 3DS and what games you'll now have to upgrade to um, with this new 3DS. And the the new 3DS is not a, a new console. It's still part of the 3DS family, but now there's going to be a separation in what games can be played on it and what games cannot. So now here's my question: Are they going to get rid of the DS backwards compatibility on this? Oh, probably. They haven't said. They haven't said, but I mean. Well, I'm assuming DS is going to move to Virtual Console. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's already on Virtual Console for for Wii. Wii. You. You. Wii. Wii U. Sorry. Yeah, um, that's what I'm assuming they're going to do. So D- they could just Virtual Console it on 3DS. Ew. Now, so this new CPU, I guess, is uh, allowing it to, you know, handle more processing. Um, the first game they announce is going to be Xenoblade, which is actually a Wii game, now being released on the 3DS, and will make use of the new CPU. Um, so it's not going to run on the current 3DS, 2DS hardware. I mean, what do you guys think? James, you can go first. 
Um, I think it is a response to a number of things. Um, a, I think what they're finding is that um, they're having trouble getting developers to move to new systems when the shift is too great. Um, because everything Nintendo does is so different from what the other parties are doing that they don't get really good scale with developers. So, you know, you're talking about just from a console perspective, let's say, you know, the PS4 and the X1 and PC pretty much exist on the same sort of development structure, if you will, and infrastructure, but then we use something hard to develop for because it's so drastically different. So Mm -hmm. I think by gradually improving specs on their devices over time, I think that's a response to developers saying, hey, you know, when you introduce a new handheld, we have to do so much just to like develop for it. It's a huge risk nowadays. So Nintendo's saying, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to make these small changes so that you can kind of take your 3DS games and move it to the new 3DS with marginal work, you know, and it's in a sp- response to you wanting more, you know, CPU power, more memory. It's they're saying it's double the amount of VRAM right now. So I think that's one thing that they're doing. Um, secondly, I think it's a response to people saying that Nintendo needs to get out of the past. This whole five-year console cycle thing is is over. You know, why not be more like mobile games? Why not be more like the iPad or the iPhone or the Android tablets or whatever? I mean. It's definitely not in the same space as tablets or, or iPhones, but people release new phones every year that are seriously just marginally better. True. I think this is a way of them trying to say, let's do that. I think it's going to take some, you know, people are going to have to adapt. But, you know, one example I had always cited is that people buy new iPads all the time. And people yeah. do, and people buy new iPads not knowing whether or not the new iPad, but it, Here's what you know. Your new iPad will always be compatible with everything that's out there right now. Right. If you have an old janky iPad and a new game comes out, you don't know if your old janky iPad will support it. Like, so I can't play Monster Hunter 8 on my Dragon iPad because it's – oh, sorry, sorry, Dragon Quest 8 because it's a janky iPad. So I think for them, it's a way of saying, okay, we'll just kind of switch out one or two parts. The design production's fairly much the same. So it's easy for them to make it, but they'll kind of convince people to continually buy the new model just to reassure them that they're always going to be able to play what's on the shelf, which is not the most consumer-friendly way to go, but it's the way things seem to be moving. Right. And the last thing I'm really interested in all this is basically, if, if we thought before that the 3DS was a Wii U gamepad, it is now a Wii U gamepad. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is completely control parity. It's the same amount of buttons. It has NFC compatibility. It really screams towards a harmonized eShop where you can do the 3DS or DS Virtual Console on your Wii U and on your uh, 3DS. They'll be able to do remastered Wii games on Wii U and on your 3DS, as we can see now with uh, Xenoblade. Mm -hmm. I think it's just really moving them towards creating an ecosystem, which... You know, they've always been envious of companies like Apple. Apple has an ecosystem. They somehow manage this crazy product cycle to maintain that ecosystem. And I think this is Nintendo's way of moving towards that, honestly. So it's exciting to see. I'm I'm, I'm interested to see how it's going to work out. Yeah. I don't know. I think the other thing with it, though, is that um, you're like having that ecosystem is going to be great. It could replace them ever saying, hey, you can buy a separate gamepad. Now it'll be like, oh, you want a you want a second gamepad? Use your 3DS with like remote play, the way PS4 and a PS Vita works. Um, the thing I don't like about this is um, the new CPU. I'm with you there, Delvin, because I think it's going to create fragmentation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And you're either going to have developers that take the risk and develop only for the new one and then like cut out 115 million people that already have the original 3DS and 2DS systems. Um, or you're not going to have people that take advantage of the new one and then people won't play it. I mean, currently I think the new buttons and whatnot, that'll be easy enough for developers to do, but then you're also going to have this split where maybe you can use the new buttons on the new 3DS for a game, but it might not be that different, or you're going to have it optimized for those extra buttons. And yes, you can play it on the old system, but if you don't have these extra buttons, you're just kind of fucked anyway. Yeah. Because it's like when I think of um, Kingdom Hearts 3D and um, Resident Evil Revelations, those were two games where, yeah, okay, you could play them regularly, but they were like, 80 billion times better with the circle pad pro. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're, we're headed for. And I'm not, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. I mean, I'm going to get one of these. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I mean, I'm obviously going to buy another 3ds. Am I happy about having to buy another 3ds? Not, not exactly, but we, I don't even know when it's coming out. You know, I think the one thing that this is going to do is it's going to keep whatever, like the 4ds or like, whatever that is from coming out, like that's going to be a long time away now. Yeah. Um, either that, or they're not going to do that anymore. I, I feel like they're, they've, they've been like, particularly with the Wii U, they've been really scared about actually launching new products with a new name and having to explain what it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe they just might stick with 3ds. For it's a while. just like the, the new 3ds to the point where like 3ds doesn't really mean anything anymore, but it's like game boy. I mean, what really was a game boy anyways, by the end of it. Yeah. Um, so that's, that might be what they're, they're interested in exploring. I yeah. do think that when it comes here though, they're not going to just call it new 3ds. They're going to call it 3dsi. No, I totally think they're going to call it new 3ds. Really? Cause I know, I know that Apple did that with the iPad three, they started calling it the new iPad and then it, everybody got confused and they're like, okay, okay. It's iPad three and now it's iPad. Yeah, it doesn't. And then they called it iPad air, which was iPad four. And like, I think, I think here they've got to have something because imagine how difficult it would be for a parent to go into like a store and to get a game for a kid, and they'll say, well, do you have a new 3DS? And they'll say, yeah, I just bought them one. And they'll say, no, no, do you have a new 3DS? And they'll go, what does that mean? Yeah. And the- then, like, because to, to, to so many people calling it new, if you just bought a 3DS, you'd say, yes, I have a new 3DS. And they'll say, no, no, no. Is it a, quote, new 3DS? Like, how confusing is that? Well, all yeah, you can the, say is do you have the new 3D. I, I, it's, the, you see the I don't mar- think it's that big of a problem, personally. It, I, I don't see it as that big of a problem. Uh, well, yeah, because we get it. But on a, on a global <laughs> scale, though, like most people don't. The, the, the marketing behind the new iPad or the new 3DS, it, in my opinion, doesn't work. Well, okay. I don't think... Well, we had the same... So Wii U definitely didn't work. No. No. So adding a letter to the end of something does not necessarily make it work. But, it's not that happen. Whole, but it's not a whole different like console like the Wii U was from the Wii. Like, you know? But that's the problem, I think. Yeah, that's the, the Wii, problem. The Wii confused. actually wasn't a new the Wii U to me, it wasn't a new console for many people. It was like this it was like a gamepad that you added onto it. Like there was just 
confusion. I, I, there's there's con- confusion overall. Like, I, I think it depends. Like, yeah, you can either go in and say, oh, I want this game. And then you can get this whole conversation about, oh, do you have a new 3DS? Or you're talking about product sales, just, oh, I just want the new, my kid wants the new 3DS. I find that sometimes employees at GameSpot, I mean, part of it is education to these employees. Like, let's be frank. Like, you go and you say, I want the new Xbox, they'll give you the new Xbox. They're not going to be like, oh, do you want this new package 360 or this? They never say that. For some reason, with Nintendo products, like, everybody in the game stores goes full retard. Yeah. They're all like, oh, well, do you want a Wii or the Wii refurbished Wii? I don't, I don't know why that happens. I don't, I don't know why with Nintendo products. Yeah, like, so like, true. Like, that they, they can't grasp point. the fact that it's just a new system. Yeah. But honestly, what I'm really seeing here is I think they're going to have to find a way to do this. But I think they're going to have the 2DS and then the new 3DS. And then that's it. Yeah. And you can play your old janky games on the 2DS and they'll sell that to people who want you know, more basic games, and then they'll have this new 3DS system. I just can't imagine a kid who wants to play Xenoblade Chronicles not being able to function in this ecosystem. Well, yeah. Yeah. So what I also uh, am curious, you know, about Mm -hmm. going forward, well, first of all, their timing in in announcing this I find odd. I find announcing this now really puts a a kind of a curb on their their holiday sales. Because if if you are someone who was thinking of buying a 3DS, I'm not talking about parents because we'll, we'll just leave them out of the equation for right now. If you're someone who follows the game industry on a regular basis, you haven't bought a 3DS yet. And now you've heard, okay, new 3DS is coming out soon. Are you really going to go and pick one up this holiday? No, you're not. Exactly. Hol- parents, absolutely. Parents who don't know any better will still go out, pick up a 3DS for their kids and whatever. We did, we're not talking about them. But we're talking... I agree totally because here's what's going to happen. You're going to have somebody that let's say they already own a Wii U, but they don't own a 3DS, but they're thinking about getting one right. for uh, Smash Bros, right? Yes. They're like, I want Smash Bros on both systems. Right. Now they might say, no, no, I'll stick with it on Wii U. I'll wait till next year when the new 3DS comes out and then I'll get Smash Bros for that. Yeah. So that's why I find their timing in, rele- in announcing this very odd. You know, they're saying, oh, it's coming out, but it's only coming out in Japan, and we're not saying when it's coming out in North America. I mean, the fact that you're not telling us when it's coming out in North America doesn't make a difference in people buying one or, or not buying one this holiday. So I feel like they should have just said when it's coming out in North well, America. Europe confirmed it for 2015, so NA is not going to be that far behind. Oh, um, absolutely. I don't. I actually don't find it that strange at all, and, and my reasoning is this. Um People who, I, 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 North America very obviously wants you to spend your money on one system this holiday, mm-hmm. and that's the Wii U. Yes. So frankly, if you are saying, I'm not going to buy a 3DS, and that means you have an extra 200 bucks to throw towards a Wii U, they're definitely going for that. After Smash Bros. 3DS, and I think one of the sole reasons they're doing it in October here is because they have to do a global launch, or else it kind of sucks the fun out of it. Mm-hmm. But after Smash Bros., there's nothing really out for 3DS. That we know of. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that we know of. Even looking at the schedule right now, it's not that great. There's like Pokemon Alpha, which is a 2DS bundle, I guarantee you, not a 3DS bundle. Agreed. And I think they're gearing, gearing their entire focus to the hardcore that would play Smash Brothers and would buy the 3DS on Bayonetta, on Hyrule Warriors, on all that sort of stuff. They want this... Yeah. Everyone to be focused on the Wii U. And they're then kind of shifting already, focus. Yeah, after they've sucked your money out, 
for you know until January, then they say, oh, by the way, get ready for April when the new 3DS comes out and you can play these games like Xenoblade and and, and then they're gonna like that. they're gonna tell us what other games are coming out for because obviously this yeah. Xenoblade is not the only game no, that is going to be taking advantage of this. Ones. Yeah, I think like, here's what's gonna happen: you're gonna have like March, they're going to say, or like in February they'll say, okay, in March new 3DS comes out with Xenoblade. In May Xenoblade Chronicles X comes out for Wii U, so play the first. One, enjoy it get ready in may for x there you, you go know? yeah then, specifically in japan it's not a surprise now at all because they know the wii u doesn't sell there i mean it's in this weird like third fourth race with the ps4 no one's yeah really still but they know handhelds high and they know monster hunters force coming yep. monster hunter 4g they have one window to sell a million of these things in a day mm-hmm. so that's why they're doing it in october with monster hunter 4g like that, yeah, that makes sense the obvious why i know i yeah i mean what, might it slow down sales a little bit probably but like you said i mean i feel like the hardcore market for 3ds is pretty much saturated at this point you either have one or you don't Mm -hmm. i mean if all these games all these mario games monster hunter 3 the prospect of smash bros coming out mario kart 7 if those haven't convinced you to buy a 3ds you You are not going to buy one by now well you might you might but i feel like it's it's not enough of a space or not enough people for them to say oh well you know shut up japan don't I don't feel like Reggie felt like it was large enough to say, Iwata, shut the fuck up. I need to sell, you know, 100,000 more of these things over Christmas. Yeah, Yeah, agreed, because they've sold like 115 million of these things. And the pre-sale for the special branded Super Smash Bros. 3DS has already launched, so people would have already pre-ordered that by now. Yeah. That's true. And if you want to wait for the new 3DS, so what? They also have that stupid CD combo where if you register both the Nintendo 3DS version of Smash Bros. and the Wii U version of Smash Bros., Club Nintendo is going to give you a two-disc Super Smash Bros. soundtrack. Love it. No, the bitches will just buy the game even if they don't have a 3DS just to get that CD. So in their mind, they're not really losing out here. Um, but yeah, in terms of the nomenclature of the system, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's left to be figured out whether or not it'll work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. so overall, I mean, new 3DS is a great thing. I'm going to buy one. Am I, like I said, I'm not like jumping, raving rabbits mad that I have to go buy another 3DS, but I don't know when I need to do that. So I, I know it's not this holiday, but coming down the pipeline, I need to buy one. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like not working full time right now. And where am I going to get the money for this and whatever? But what I this mean, brings... Other, to, sorry. Well, sorry. What this brings to the table, I think is great. I think that, you know, them increasing the power of the 3DS is a good thing. Um, them adding the extra buttons, the, the C-Stick. Um, I, I really think they have a, a plan, obviously, of what they want to do. And one of the things that we don't see them take advantage of a lot is, is uh, connectivity between Wii U and 3DS. And we obviously know that they want to close that gap, and I think this might be a step towards that. Maybe the, the current 3DS in its current form couldn't quite do what they wanted it to do, to connect with a Wii U, maybe this one will be able to do that. So mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing what it can do. Again, like- the one thing I want to see is I just want to see once this new one comes out is that if if you're going to make games, like make sure that you're taking advantage of the buttons and of that power. But I guess... Also, still making sure that if somebody already owns the system and doesn't have the new one, that they aren't totally getting shafted, like that they still get a good gameplay experience where it's not like totally broken on 
on an old one. Does that make sense? Well, they're probably going to go the way of you can either play this game on a new 3DS itself with, you know, better graphics or better load times, rather. I think they're going to kill you on the load times. Or you can play it on your old one, but you'll have to buy a CirclePad Pro and you can look janky on the subway with it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's totally thing, yeah. what's going to happen. They're going to be like, It'll oh, be we're Circle not forcing you to buy it. You're just saying you can I don't play know. it with CirclePad Pro. I don't know. They forced CirclePad Pro. I don't know. They, they forced you to buy the expansion pack to play Donkey Kong and Perfect Dark. I think this is kind of what that transition is. But the thing is, is that you can't buy that extra CPU. Like, you can't buy that and just, like, plug it into your 3 No, you have to buy a whole new one. (laughs) Exactly. So that's why I think their alternative is going to be buy a new one or get a CirclePad Pro and you can still play it. But like James said, load times and (laughs) it is janky. It's it's so fucking big. Like, you cannot fucking, especially if you have a 3DS XL with that, fitting that in your fucking pocket, you would need, like, cargo pants. Yeah. Uh, You take a it looks like the very first cell phone ever. Made. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. They, al- they they did already say that the Xenoblade Chronicles for the new 3DS will only run on the new 3DS. So yes. we already know that that is going to be a thing. Will will future games be in a position to actually do that where they can um, run on new 3DS and current 3DS? We don't know. Maybe it, it maybe it's a different kind of design structure where if you're committed to this specific processor and CPU whatever, then you can't make it run on both. We don't know that yet. Yeah. So yeah. We only know that one game is coming out and it's only running on the three D on the new three DS. And price pointing wise, it's one eighty eight in yen. American equivalency, so there's some transfer stuff to do. It's probably less. So but it's for the basic for the smaller one, which is now a larger screen than the current regular 3DS, it's $160. Like, that's only $10 more than a Kinect, and mm-hmm. you're getting a whole new system. So it's not like Nintendo saying, go buy a $500 handheld yeah. to play like new, iPad. one like, game. Yeah, the people yeah, that upgrade two, iPads yeah. yearly are, like, insane, because an iPad is, like, $600. It's $160, and the, and the faceplates are 10 bucks a pop. Like, yeah. it's not a large commitment financially, yeah. In terms of being on the cutting edge. It's not that expensive. <laughs> yeah. Like, get over it. Yeah, I know. Sell but your 3DS back to GameStop. They'll give you like true. a 30% promo. It only yeah. costs you 80 bucks. The that's weird true. thing that's going to happen is um, Nintendo, I feel like, is never going to release a game that will only be on new 3DS. Like, from like, that's like a first party, first party game. Like, new super or like super mario 3d land 2 or whatever they do i feel like they're not going to create a game where they're where it's only available on new 3ds i i i think actually so i think they actually might and 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 the way i see it is is this i mean they've been accused fairly recently of exploiting their ips a little bit too much particularly the mario ip which was like over like we got like super mario land 2 and then we got super mario land u or super mario bros u and then super mario 3d world and then there's so many things super mario 3d land i think they might start taking the more casual versions of those games and skewing it more towards like all platforms. So the 2D ones, for example, you can play on all platforms. But 3D, stuff like 3D Land or Galaxy 3DS Ugh, or whatever they yes, want to do. Galaxy 3DS, but please. It will, but that will be exclusive to the new one. And you know what? Galaxy yeah. 3DS makes so much sense on this new one. 
with the extra thumbstick. I, I think there's going to be like a really awesome 3D platformer because I like. Unfortunately, they don't sell as well. Like they they just don't. So. Oh, the thought of that, I'm like drooling over Galaxy 3DS. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. Like it makes sense to be for it, number one being 3D and number two having the the, uh, the correct, correct amount of buttons, the processor, the extra thumbstick to properly control it. It makes perfect sense on this and I totally think that that's going to happen. New Super Mario Galaxy 3DS confirmed here. Oh my god, that's the air show, isn't it? Oh yeah. Good god, I can hear that from here. <laughs> yeah, there's a Toronto air show happening right now, so um, that's what Jet you're hearing. Planes. Yeah. Um, anyway, so new 3DS, don't know when it's coming to North America or Europe, um, but coming to Japan, Xenoblade being the first game, uh, I definitely think there's going to be some kind of tie-in between Xenoblade and Chronicles uh, X when it comes out, so... I want it now! I know, right? I want it now! Which one? Chronicles X? No, the, the Chronicles? new 3DS, I just want the new 3DS. I want everything now. I want Galaxy 3DS. Oh. <laughs> I want the face plates. You don't have no, the face plates enough sold me. I know it sounds stupid, but the fact that I can like put face plates on my 3DS has, yeah. has sold me. I will pay $170. Well, to be yeah, fair. A Phoenix Wright face plate. Exactly. To, to, be, to be fair, you can technically put face plates on your 3DS right now. Remember, I, know, I have one. I know, but it's all like clamped on top. Like I want like, and then the wallpapers and the themes that sync up with the face plates, like don't even, I can't even. <laughs> like that, like that, that consistency that I search for in my life constantly and everything, because I'm a little bit OCD, like that, like, oh, like that just makes me quiver. <laughs> the fact that they thought about that, oh. Jesus Christ. And, but the themes and whatnot are going to be available on the old one even, too. Yeah, but then you cool. won't have the faceplate. So you'll no, no, I know, I know. But I'm saying it's like that's happening. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, we're running long, so we gotta, we got to okay. keep, the, keep the boat moving. Okay. Um, so the other uh, uh, bit that they revealed was uh, the first batch of Amiibo figures and the prices. We don't have a release date yet as to when they are. Um, but they announced what they're going to be, and those being um, uh, do, 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 Donkey Kong, Kirby, Link, um, Samus, uh, Star Fox, Pikachu, Animal Crossing, Boy Villager, and then Super Mario Brothers, uh, you get Mario, Peach, and Yoshi. Uh, and Fit Trainer. Yeah, I, I was coming oh. to that. Fire Emblem, you're getting... Uh, uh, you're getting Marth, and then you're getting the Wii Fit Trainer. So those are the the, the first ones that are coming out. Um, it's Princess Zelda and Kid Icarus not being included in the first wave. Over it! Yeah. <laughs> um, they did announce that uh, other games are going to make use of the uh, Amiibo figures, including Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker, Yoshi's Woolly World, Mario Party 10, and Mario Kart 8. But again, they're... they're really not giving very much information about these Amiibo figures and how they're fully going to be realized. I feel like they need to let the cat out of the bag. I don't know what they're waiting for. And they're $13.99 each. $12.99. Oh, really? I thought it was $13. Okay. Oh, well, maybe it's because I, I, I think in Canada it's thirteen ninety nine because I oh. got the Nintendo like Canada PR email. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's thirteen. Here, I'm surprised so. it's not thirty seven eighty nine in Canada. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fifty dollars extra. So then, also Bayonetta two uh, got its official release date for Wii U. That's coming out October the twenty fourth. 
Um, so super exciting. Um, then there was also an announcement that there's going to be some launch day DLC coming for Hyrule Warriors, which is free. Um, it's adding a weapon, a new gameplay mode, which wasn't specified, and then the option to select your own background music uh, to the Omega Force-developed Hillian Melee theme. I don't know what that is, but that's what is coming on day one. And then they also announced some bundles that are going to be out for this holiday. They hit retail September. Um, there's going to be a Mario 3D World plus Nintendo Land bundle for $2.99. And then Walmart's getting an exclusive bundle of, of Mario Kart 8 plus Nintendo Land for $2.99. Um, so you're These get- are crazy bundles. Yeah, you're getting a brand new Mario Kart 8 and Nintendo Land plus the console for $300. Um, so this is $30 cheaper than the bundle than they were offering before, but of course you're not getting a free game with it anymore. So I, I don't know. I don't know what people... what I don't know what more you want to buy the system. Okay? Oh, like, if you don't want a Wii U, like, then just... Just don't... Forget over it. Just don't buy one. But, like... If you but want yeah, one, talking about how like yeah yeah. Either, if you don't want it, then stop talking about just, it. Yeah, and just let it do, go. You have no excuse now. Exactly, exactly. If you don't want it, just let it go and stop shitting on Wii U and saying how much it fails and it sucks. You don't want it, fine. If you want it, I don't know what more you want. They're giving you two fucking free games, and Smash Brothers is coming out, and they're good games. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're not like movie tie-in games. Yeah, three D World is. Uh, amazing game, and so is Mario Kart 8. And Nintendo Land is really fun with friends. So I don't know why people don't like that game. It is a really fun game with friends. I want to download coupon for Fable 1. So, at this point, I don't know what more you want. People are like, oh, the, the price is too much. It's only $300. People were going and buying PlayStation 4s for $400, and it had no fucking games. People just... Went out in droves and bought PlayStation 4s for $400 with no games. Now for $300 with two games, you, you people don't still don't want it. I just, I don't understand anymore. I, I don't think- understand what you want anymore from Nintendo. I don't think <laughs> Nintendo understands it either. They're like, how many more games can we, how, what more? And everyone's like, you don't understand. Just, just, just like go bankrupt. Like, I don't, like, go third party. You know what? You know what? I think the thing is, okay, so they're bundling in all these games. I think what these people, and you're never going to please these people, but what they want to see is they would rather hear it's like $219, but you get no games with it. Yeah. System, nothing else with it. Two nineteen. I think that's what they want to hear. But still, I mean, it's so fucking stupid. People want a price drop. But they can't reduce the price to $200. I know that's what people want to buy well, it. It already has been reduced. Like, this is, it the has. Deluxe. this is the deluxe version that used to be 350 Yeah, they have reduced the price, and they're giving you two games with it. I really just... I really just don't know anymore what people want. Like, anyway, I'm not going to harp on it anymore. Um, they're also giving away a 2DS um, a Mario Kart 7 bundle for $130. You get 2DS, you get Mario Kart 7, Bingo Bango, Bob's Your Uncle, and that's, that's all the weird. Nintendo news. <laughs> that's weird to me. Like, what? The, the 2DS Mario Kart 7 bundle, it's like, that game came out like two and a half years ago. Well, it's, it's the, totally a Christmas thing. It's yeah, like, the 2DS game is $130, so them putting that game with it is just, they're just... Just extra candy. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, because everyone here is terrified that 3Ds is going to make their kids' eyes fall out. So <laughs> I, I don't understand. Something about 3D and wind turbines in North America is just like, oh my god. 
Oh my god. Anyways, that concludes this week's episode of the news plethora of information that came out over this past week. The new uh, news. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so what is everyone, listeners, what is everyone's opinion of the new 3DS? Um, let us know by tweeting at us or commenting on our YouTube videos that have nothing to do with the new 3DS. <laughs> um, we can put this up on YouTube if we have to. Ooh, let's. Um, and yeah, all of that fun business. Yeah, so check us out um, on, of course, Twitter, twitter.com slash VG Realness, uh, or on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash video game realness, and of course, YouTube, where we are ever so slowly adding more and more content. Um, we don't have a set schedule of, of releases or anything, but uh, subscribe to our channel at youtube.com slash video game realness and you'll get alerts for whenever our new content comes out. We try to put out at least one video a week of something, whether it's us playing something uh, Final Fantasy or where we do a Let's Play or something. Uh, check us out on there. Um, we would we love your reviews on iTunes. Uh, so if you're a regular listener on there, you know, give us some stars and Tell us how much you love us or how much you hate us. Whatever. It's all good. But mainly if you love us. But mainly if you love us. That yeah. would be great. We would love it. Love it. And if you love us, you will love our other co- counterparts known as the Hunty Bunch. And the Hunty Bunch includes GameBooey.org. That's GameBooey.org. And Koopa Club Game Bar. And uh, you can check out Rob Roberts on his two podcasts where he's on Hort House and Orange Lounge Radio, um, which is a live uh, radio show that is on Sundays at 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. And that concludes this episode this week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.